kind of like a domino effect in training. When you train, you actually eat better and you're gonna sleep better and you're gonna feel more connected to yourself. And when you feel more connected to yourself, you connect more with those around you. So really looking at training and fitness, not as one thing, but as this 360 approach that makes everything in your life better. Hi guys, we're your hosts, Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, hope everyone is keeping warm and staying healthy. And I don't know about you guys, but I always find it super, super hard to stay motivated to work out in these colder months. And then throw in a lockdown and working out honestly just seems impossible some days. A hundred percent. And we are so excited to be diving into how to crush your at-home workouts and find the motivation to move more with athlete, coach, nutritionist, and fitness personality, Cassie Day. And make sure you stick around to the end of the interview because Cassie has an exclusive offer just for our listeners to hook you up with her online platform all day fit she is the best seriously and cassie is honestly the ray of sunshine and motivation that we all need right now we dive into so many amazing topics with her in this episode from how to stay motivated when the only place you have to work out is your living room to the best workouts to do when you're short on time and approaching food and fitness with a healthy body positive perspective which we love and that's something jill and i are really trying to do more of this year So make sure you check out our show notes for this one, too, because we're going to link all the workouts and videos that Cassie mentions in the episode there so you can try them at home. And honestly, it has been really fucking hard to stay motivated and keep our bodies moving during this pandemic when we are so confined and we've lost so much of the natural movement that we used to have. We've heard from so many people also that they're struggling with this too, and we just really want to help everyone find pandemic-proof ways to feel happier and healthier right now. So we'll start off with a few things that have helped us keep moving and just have helped us focus on our health recently. So the first thing that I've been doing is scheduling any of the like health and fitness oriented things that I need to do into my calendar or using apps so that I've made it a non-negotiable. So like if it's in my my work calendar and all of my different calendars at 4.45, I am like closing down, putting on my workout clothes and, and working out or at lunch, I'm going to go for a walk. Then I feel like I have to. It's in there. Yeah. Scheduling it in is so key. Yeah. And another great thing that I've been doing is working out with a friend or with your partner because that accountability has kept me going when I completely would have given up if just left to my own devices because I would always prefer to be horizontal. So just... <laughs> Pulling someone in who cares about you and has the same goals as you and then like planning your workouts together virtually or if you are together in person, that's even better. And I feel like that adds a little bit of healthy pressure to, you know, get the gear on and get moving. Someone's waiting. It's like the way (laughs) I've put it with my partner when we plan like virtual workouts is it would be incredibly rude for me to just like last minute bail on you in person. So even if we're just doing this on Zoom, I think it's rude to like bail on that person for no good reason. Like you have to keep to your commitments. Yeah, don't bail. Don't be rude. (laughs) I love that. Another tip that we found that works, especially for me, is to take a pre-workout or a shot of espresso to pump you up before your workout. And I am not trying to push supplements on anybody, I swear. 
but this has just hella worked for me. And even if it's a placebo, I'm honestly, after I take a pre-workout, I'm like, well, shit, I took it and now I have to work out or I'm going to be bouncing off the walls tonight. I use Vega or Vega's a natural pre-workout supplement. There's nothing crazy in it. There are no whack things that are going to give you heart palpitations. So that's a plus. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Or just take a shot of espresso, whatever floats your boat. And another good tip is to invest in yourself. So that might look like buying new workout gear, new equipment, investing in a class or a coach, whatever it is. Normally, if you've spent some money on it, you're more likely to do it. And investing in equipment is something Gabe and I really started to do this year for 2021 because we just kind of hit a wall with our workouts and so we got an exercise bike and some adjustable weights but you really don't have to break the bank when it comes to at-home equipment and we're both going to talk about some high-low options that we've been using but investing in yourself is so key if that's what motivates you. There's no guilt like money guilt. Like if you've invested in something, then you're going to be like, well, shit, now I've got to do it. Otherwise, I wasted that money and that will haunt you. So it's a good method. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. When the bike arrived, I didn't touch it for a week until Gabe was like, hey, you paid for that. It's sitting in our living room. Get on it. Coach Gabe. Coach Gabe. So we touched on this a bit in our previous goals and wellness episodes, but one thing Jill and I are also really trying to focus on this year is just our overall holistic health. So that looks like shifting our mindset from how do I want to look to how do I want to feel? And for Mm -hmm. me, I just want more energy. Like I want to feel strong. I want to feel like I've got all the physical capabilities to run my day and not let my day run me, which truthfully, it kind of feels like it's been that way since the beginning of quarantine, but not anymore. And I also want to work out more just because it's really helped me with my mental health. And that's also something I'm really trying to focus on this year. So that's my why, which I've never really had before. It was normally I was working out and taking care of my health for vanity reasons. Like I want to look great in this bikini for this vacation I'm going on. But now it's just tied to my longevity. And just wanting to be able to take on whatever the day throws at me and keep up with my dog and keep up with Gabe. I don't know if it's just that we're around 30 now or if it's like this pandemic or what it is, but I just feel like there's been such a shift for both of us in like working out doesn't need to be about like trying to be smaller. I mean... that's fine if it is and that's certainly like been part of my goal but it's just about like feeling healthier and being able to live the life that you want to live it's been a game-changing mindset shift to just work out not for punishment and for my health and honestly I noticed recently I was running around with my nieces a lot this winter and I was getting so out of breath and so exhausted and they're like jumping on me and I'm like auntie Jill can't take this right now kids and it it, honestly it scared the shit out of me because I just can't believe that I have allowed myself to get this out of shape at this age they're not even my kids and I can't keep up with them and I just I want to keep up with them for the rest of my life and I never want my fitness or my self-confidence to stop me from doing the things that I love I love that it's more future thinking versus just like a short-term goal to look good for this specific event in terms In terms of workouts that I've been doing that's been keeping me motivated while at home, I am a huge fan of yoga. And I just did the Yoga with Adrian 30-day challenge in January, and it was such a nice way to kickstart the year and get into a solid routine that didn't require a ton of time because I'm starting to realize that I need to stop putting pressure on myself to work out aggressively and like set these unrealistic goals and just be more focused on consistency and routine. So I'm just trying to move like 20 minutes every day 
in some capacity. So some days that looks like long walks with my dog. Some days it's yoga. Some days I'm just squeezing in like a quick Pilates workout. I love Bailey Brown's workouts on YouTube. She is so good at getting a quick, efficient workout done in like 10 minutes. And then I'm obsessed with Beverly Chang and Cassie's workouts. Guys, you're going to love it. Check out their online hubs. They're so great. They do a ton of free workouts on their Instagrams too. That's what I love about both of them. And then I've been a Tone It Up member for like honestly probably 10 years now. So I love the Tone It Up app. And then in terms of equipment, I love booty bands or resistance bands. They're super cheap. Pretty sure you can get them at Dollarama straight up or any dollar store or Amazon. And Mm. a good yoga mat. A good yoga mat is key. Mm -hmm. I just got one that has alignment lines on it, which I love because I can't go to physical classes anymore. So I have no instructor to help make sure I'm straight and aligned. So I've been loving that. And then this was a bit expensive, but we did invest in those adjustable weights that I think go from like 10 to 50 pounds. And then if anyone wants the ultimate Peloton hack, I will hook you up. You do not need to spend a ton of money on a bike. You can get cheaper versions on Amazon. And then all you have to do is just order an RPM and a cadence sensor. There's tons on Amazon. I'll link the one that I got in the show notes. It's from Wahoo or Waho. And it'll just hook up Bluetooth with your bike. And then you just get an iPad or phone and download the Peloton app and you're good to go. I need to find my thing because you definitely have biking and I, I don't really know what my thing is yet, but... I know I need one because this past year has probably been the worst I've ever felt about my health and my fitness and just how I have felt about myself generally. So as we began this new year, I just knew that for the first time in my life, this needed to be the year that I focus on myself and on my health and not just on like exterior achievements. I just want to feel my best and to start off a new decade with my health on track. I feel like it's so easy when life is crazy and you have like demanding work and you're trying to do a million things. Like the first thing we give up on is ourselves and our health. Like that's what we sacrifice but I am done sacrificing so the plan includes getting my fitness nutrition sleep and hormones all on a way better track and just finding ways to make all of that part of a sustainable lifestyle instead of this like yo-yoing I do in terms of my health where I'm like very extreme for a week and then like a piece of shit for three weeks and so I just need to get a bit more consistency And that's been hard because going to in-person group fitness classes was my jam. That's what I loved before. That was the only exercise that I did in the before times. So it's been hard to find my groove, but there's a few things that have been working for me. First of all, I love following all sorts of great fitness studios or fitness experts on Instagram. And I just save all of the workouts that they do that I like to a folder on Instagram. And then whenever I'm like in the mood to just try something different, whether it's like boxing or a dance class or just something that I wouldn't normally do, I open that folder and just pick one that feels good. And it's like a fun way That's to just mix it idea. up. such a good idea. Yeah. The most beneficial thing that I've done is sign up for and pay for fitness challenges. So I did Phil McKenzie from Lean Squad's fitness challenge last month. I've done Beverly Chang's fitness challenges. And I actually stick to those because like they're sent out every day. You have to do them. You've paid for them. There's the guilt factor. And there's also just like the competitiveness like one had a slack group that I became a part of and everyone was posting their pictures and like it's actually quite involved so fitness challenges can really help 
you get on track and just like jumpstart things. Yeah, that community aspect to fitness is something I'm really starting to get into, especially with lockdown. And I know Beverly does a great job of it. Cassie has a huge online community. It's just such a great way to stay motivated. It can create so much camaraderie and support. So that's been nice. And working out with a partner or friends, as I mentioned, it really helps me push myself. Um... Honestly, I'm, we're all a bit competitive as well. So it just helps you like push yourself harder when you're on video with someone else and you're both doing the same workout. And it helps me stick to a schedule because you've made a plan. You got to be accountable. You can't be a dick about it. And another thing that I've loved doing is gamifying my workouts. So all summer long, my partner and I would do 52 card workouts and we would assign a different exercise to each suit so you get hearts you're doing squats you get spades you're doing push-ups it's really fun because it's like spontaneous and it's it just gamifies things which makes it less of a chore um and then I would also do these fun little workout circuits that I would set up with my niece where like we'd run outside and be like okay we got to do five laps and then you're going to jump on my back and then like I'm going to do a bunch of jump squats and then we're going to drop down and do this through all of these ways you get to socialize and bond with the people you love while you're doing something that you need to do and then for equipment it's pretty basic I use a deck of cards with the 52 card workouts lots of body weight exercises so sometimes I don't even need equipment I also skip a lot so I have a jumping rope by a lot I mean maybe once a week if I'm lucky but just a quick skip can be great that's more than I skip I mean like five minutes once a week but you know what it's a start resistance bands and then 10 to 15 pound dumbbells so all very but we are not the experts so we called in cassie day she's the ceo of all day fit a fitness community with online and in-person classes and personal training that takes a 360 approach to health and wellness and honestly that's what we loved about cassie so much as a coach she focuses on your whole health not just what you see in the mirror and she helps people move to have a better life she believes that there are no limits her motto is be strong stay positive and think big and she is all of those things and so much more the most infectious person you will ever meet so we really hope you enjoy our chat with her teach us how to get fit at home cassie Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We are so excited. So we would love for you to tell us how you started All Day Fit and just your journey into fitness. I grew up playing hockey for over 15 years. So sport was a big part of my my being. And then I transferred into university where I decided to leave hockey behind. And I switched in and replaced that type of physical activity with the gym. And this is where my relationship with the gym really began. In my first year of university... Uh, I started at the gym and I started because um, I was seeing a therapist and she suggested as part of a mental health routine that I should go to the gym, which couldn't have been more right. So I was training and it's, it's changed like anywhere from three, four, five, there's periods of my journey where I've trained up to six days. And then my little brother passed away and that was about just over six years ago. And I'm not sure if you lost someone, but kind of when you lose someone you, or at least in my experience, I went through this whole like overhaul for in like a positive way of like, what do I want to do to get the most out of life? And I kind of had this realization that life can be really short. And if for some reason I wasn't here tomorrow, like would I be the happy, have I been the happiest and done the most I could do with what I'm doing? And that's kind of gave me like the guts, I guess, to quit what I'd been chasing for so many years and just be okay with leaving and feeling like starting over, I guess. 
So I went back to school for nutrition and I worked for Good Life Fitness, but I didn't necessarily align with their mission. Mm -hmm. It's very much focused on weight loss and making your body smaller and really about physical appearance. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that being in that culture, the effect that it would also have on my mental health as well. Like I think your surroundings and your environment is very important. So I decided that I was going to start my own thing. And slowly, All Day Fit grew into the beautiful thing it is now, where it's very much this positive and uplifting space where you can come and move your body and make like-minded friends and just like celebrate feeling and being our best. So can you tell us about how the pandemic has affected your approach to exercise? And even with All Day Fit, I know you have an online hub, but has it has it changed your routine at all? Have you, you know, give us the scoop. Okay, so this is hilarious. If you asked me one year ago what I thought about home workouts, I would have laughed. <laughs> really? <laughs> Jokes on me because now my entire business is home workouts as are my workouts. So the gym very much is kind of like my outlet, the place that I go to really mm-hmm. disconnect from the outside world and really just focus in on myself. So when I thought about the idea of home workouts, it was kind of challenging for me, I guess, because I think that we need to disconnect from home, have this other place that's really special to us. But the pandemic has changed that. And when this happened last March, we pivoted our business from being in person, 100% in person to 100% online. So like you just mentioned, we have the online hub, which is where we run virtual classes six days a week. So not only did we transfer what was doing and happening in person to online, we now have like grown and flourished in new ways. And my own workouts are happening at home. It was hard at the beginning. My first couple months were definitely wonky. I think that's partially because the change of environment, but also I was like living life in a very desperate state to keep my business alive, Mm -hmm. that I prioritized everything except for myself for a couple months. But now I'm in an amazing routine. Are you guys training at home or at a gym? At home. Just at home. Yeah. Yeah. All the gyms are still closed. Prior to the pandemic. I loved Studio Legree. So I would do regular Studio Legree classes and I was doing class pass. So I would kind of switch it up between L Fitness, Studio Legree. And I just really, I wasn't great at home workouts. Once in a while I would do them. Like I would do like the BBG PDF workout, but I kind of needed to book it, pay for it and go somewhere to motivate me. And then I would go with friends and it would be social. So I really missed that. And I have felt physically a pretty big toll on myself and feeling very, very unfit uh, in the past year and haven't felt super great. People will want classes again in person because it gives you so much more than just a workout. The feeling of like connection and being with other people, like it's, it's just as important as the workout itself. So we would love to know what the biggest benefit to exercising that you found during the lockdown times, like what's, what has exercising at home enabled for you and meant for you? Like I mentioned before, physical activity definitely started as a mental health outlet for me. So right now at times of the pandemic and uncertainty and all of these feelings everyone's feeling, I think first and foremost, it's been like the pillar to keep my mental health going. I'm someone who really needs routine and structure. And right now in life, we're kind of all missing that. So I schedule my workouts the same time every morning to really create that structure for myself. 
And then of course my physical health. I think we all underestimated how much we move on a daily basis, just coming to and from everything we normally do in life. So I think if it wasn't for my, my training, where at All Day Fit we focus heavily on mobility as well, my, ment my, my shoulders, I can't imagine, my shoulders, my hips, my low back, I would have not been feeling so hot right now if I wasn't prioritizing those things, especially in times with high, high stress and disconnect right now. Yeah, 100%. I love that you brought up how much we underestimated movement because even just like going to public transit or like parking your car somewhere for work and then walking a few blocks over like all the little ways that we moved that we don't now like some days i look at my phone and i'm like i took 500 fucking steps today like this is really bad like you used to just <laughs> just by existing in a normal world you would take a few thousand without trying and now i'm like well that was kitchen bed bathroom that's pretty much my walking today so <laughs> it's so important to be like intentional about it because we're just not getting it a hundred percent. And I have so many clients who are having like wonky lower backs and knees. And then I get them to look at their steps in a day and it might be a thousand. So it's definitely right now being very, like you just said, intentional about knowing that on average, we all walk up to an hour a day, just doing our regular life things. And that's not happening anymore. So I now schedule in my day, 4.30 every day, I go out for an hour walk. And I just, another way that I use to create routine and to get myself moving. That's a great idea. I love that. And I love what you said about the mental health aspect of it too, because I think a lot of the times when we focus on starting a new fitness regimen or just moving our bodies, it's sometimes not for the best reason that we need. And maybe it's your goal is weight loss or whatever it might be, but there's also so much more to that. And I have definitely noticed that throughout this pandemic, the days that I work out, my mental health is just so much better. I'm a better partner. I'm a better friend to Jill. I'm more productive. You're completely right. And then when we feel good, we connect with everyone else in our life that much more as well. So any tips for how to stay motivated when the only place you have to move is your living room or your bedroom? Some, in some cases, if you live in a small place, that might be the same room. So <laughs> how can we all stay motivated? I live in a 500 square foot condo in Toronto. So some tips that I think are really important is if you do have the availability or space is using a separate room for training. If you live in a downtown Toronto condo, that's probably not possible. So some things that have worked really well for me is myself and my partner, Jamique, we actually remove our couch and our coffee table and put them into the kitchen during our workout time. So we do a little transformation of the space. So it feels like it's not our typical living room, which is actually our dining room, which is actually my workplace, which it can't also <laughs> be my gym. So we were lifting our couch and taking it out of the living room and moving uh, the coffee table as well. And it just created that sense of a little bit of a change of environment, even though we weren't going anywhere. I love that. That's also your warm up right yeah. there. <laughs> 100% it gets the heart rate up. <laughs> Second thing that works really well, and I've and a lot of my clients do this now, is just before they go to train, wherever that is in the day, they begin it by a walk. So even if it's just a mm. walk for two minutes around your condo building, getting outside and creating again, almost like that walk you would do going from transit to the gym. So we are mm. fake walking, creating that fake commute and walking around our condo building and just coming back up 
And that would create that new clean slate that now it's time to work out. I love love that. that. That's such a good idea. It was my client Raya's idea and I stole it and told everyone and it worked so well. Good job, Raya. (laughs) And then investing into a few pieces of equipment. So this doesn't need to happen all at once. It can definitely happen gradually over time. But I do think as great as tides and wine bottles and those things were in the beginning, I think investing into a few pieces of equipment and slowly adding them in really create more motivation than you would think. But people get excited over new toys, it's like a new outfit. So it kind of re-sparks that motivation all over again to want to get back into the training. Such a good idea. And if there was only budget for a few key pieces for anyone that's on a budget but really wants to work out more, what would you recommend in terms of like equipment or props that people can use at home right now? First and foremost, long loop bands because I think they're very versatile and they are definitely very accessible. Um, you can find them, I hate to say it, but you can find them on Amazon for like 20-ish dollars. They come in a variety of different sizes. And then I definitely suggest if it's possible, a lighter weight and a heavier weight. So opposed to buying like 215s or 220s, buy 115 and 130 because you can always do things single legged instead of instead of using two legs at one time and cut the weight in half. So smart. Yeah, so smart. One light to medium and one heavy ish bell. And then the last one, which is definitely a little bit more pricey. I have been a fan favorite right now are TRXs. So I'm not sure if you saw on Instagram earlier today, I ate shit. I hung my T-Rex from my door. It fell off my door. I fell on my butt and my butt is now black. But with the exception of this morning's experience, which is going viral on the internet right now, I think (laughs) T-Rexes are amazing. (laughs) Well, now we know what not to do. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah, now my clients also know what not to do. So long loop bands, one heavy, one light, one heavy. And then if it's within your budget, a TRX is about $120 and you can do almost everything with it. If you get all those things and still want to use a few more like household items, the part of me that misses Legree and L Fitness a lot has been using like dishcloths as like sliders. I mean, I should just get sliders. It's not like it's a huge investment, but I just have been trying to like pike with like dish towels underneath my feet and like do the little side lunge things with this like slider under my foot. So there's like, those are great things to invest in. And there's like a few things around the house that can also help. Yeah, I forgot that. And honestly, sliders destroy your hardwood floor. So you're better off to use dish towels. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even clean dishes anymore. I just put them under my feet. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone has limited equipment or limited time, what would you say are your like top three workouts or top three moves that people can do that's going to give them like the most bang for their buck? Okay, I'm going to use number one to plug the online hub because (laughs) the online hub, they're live workouts. So we have a coach who does the entire thing with you where we modify the program based on what you have at home. So we have lots of newbies who jump on. They have nothing yet. They haven't worked on building up that home gym. And we're able to give them a bodyweight version of anything during that program. Second would be, if you're short for time, a kettlebell complex. And honestly, the word kettlebells in it, but a dumbbell works the exact same if that's what you have. I have them all over my Instagram. All Day Fit does. So, does our, so do our coaches. Kettlebell complexes are nice because they usually range from 15 to 30 minutes. They're quick, they're short, and they're dirty. So kettlebell <laughs> complexes always. And then my other third favorite um, is Animal Flow. 
We do a lot of animal flow. Have you tried animal flow before? No. What is that? Does it involve pets? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I'm like, can my dog work out with me? Your dog? (laughs) Technically, no. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like let's say like a mix of yoga but strength. There's a lot of poses. They're built off different animal names. And really, it's body weight training. It mixes in mobility, strength, and humbling conditioning. So we work it into a lot of our programs, but you also can find it across the internet. So Animal Flow is also a great one as well. I'm going to jump back and ask what a kettlebell complex is. So a kettlebell complex, a kettlebell complex is basically where you take one or two kettlebells or one or two dumbbells and you flow it through kind of a circuit of different exercises. So for example, we could have a squat, a swing into a squat, into a thrust, into a curl, and you work consistently for a a certain duration of time. So typically they're like three minutes of consistent work. And then you break for typically one minute, but that can also range, and you do it five times. So you're hitting a ton of different movements, and you're doing quick, consistent work, and then you're doing multiple rounds. So it's very humbling how fast and what five rounds of a short complex can do for you. That does sound dirty. That That sounds pretty dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send one your way. You can try it out. Let me know what you think. Oh, please do. So once you've done your quick and dirty workout, what are some of the most important stretches and mobility movements to counteract just our overall lack of movement and like our really bad laptop posture and any of the injuries we might have because I'm I just turned 30 and I am sore every day and I don't know why but I'm just always sore yeah mobility is key actually I say mobility is king all the time we prioritize 10 minutes of mobility we call it our movement prep in before all of our workouts but I also think mobility is amazing to be plugged in anywhere throughout your day It can be a great way to start your day in the morning. It can be amazing to break up a sitting break. And I think it is like like needed and mandatory pre-training session. But some things that I suggest to counteract sitting would be a pec stretch because a lot our shoulders are rounded forward. So we want to be able to pull the shoulders back and open, open up our pec. So pec stretch is an easy one. You can do it up against a wall or on the floor. Second thing I always like to recommend is T-spine mobility. So our T-spine is right around where our bra line is. And that tends to be arched forward and sitting all day long. We want to be very mobile in our T-spine, but unfortunately that's not always the case. If we're not mobile in our T-spine, we then crank and yank in our low back area where the low back actually wants to stay stable And the movement of rotation should be happening at the T-spine. So we need to make sure the T-spine stays mobile. And that's one of the leading culprits of low back pain. So some exercises or stretches that I recommend. There's something called uh, a T-spine rock back where you just plug your elbows onto a chair and you think about reaching your nipples to the floor. And then as you do that, you'll feel some mobility happen in your T-spine. I can plug. I don't know if you can link some videos into the show notes, but we could put a T-spine stretch in there. It'd be amazing. And then third thing I would always hit is our hips, of course. I think every single person, it doesn't matter what their age is, they think or they say their hips are tight. And it's probably true because 
we sit so much and our bodies aren't meant to be sitting. So one of my favorite go-tos is called 90-90. It is all over YouTube. Basically, it is working internal and external rotation of the hips and just opening everything up. So those would be my like top three if I had to give them to anyone and I think almost everyone could benefit from them. That's what I. That's where I'd send them. I can't wait Love to try. It. She's toit. She's toit over here. I need to like <laughs> get this body moving. We both sat up so straight during this whole chat. <laughs> it's so arrogant, but I feel like all throughout my twenties, I was just like, I don't need to stretch. I just want to like get into the workout, and I was just like very. I wanted to do the high impact, like the heavy, the hardcore, and then I wouldn't warm up, and I wouldn't stretch after, and I just completely neglected any sort of stretching or flexibility, and now. I'm seeing the difference. Like I'm seeing the need to do that. And I'm finally being like, okay, it, I need a holistic approach. Like you can't just do one and not Also, something that's really important to that. So basically I always say to my clients, it takes a lot of time and energy to exercise, especially time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's really busy. And if you do not do the mobility before your training session, you're not really making the most of your training session. You're not getting as deep as you could in your squat. You're not getting the most out of your rows or your presses. So you're putting the time in, but not getting 100% of what you could be getting if you just took that five to 10 minutes to mobilize your joints so you could hit your full range of motion. So to get the most bang for your buck, really opening your joints is really important so that you can hit all of those moves at as optimal as your body allows it to be. So speaking of, can you walk us through those six foundational movement patterns that you promote to have that smart, well-balanced training? We actually don't program necessarily based off muscles, which you is very common in fitness. We program off of movement patterns. So the six primal movement patterns are a squat, a lunge, a upper body push, upper body pull, hinge, which is like our deadlifts, and then our carries. So I'll break that down a little bit so it makes more sense for someone who doesn't know what those mean. So our squats, we know what a squat is. We do it all day long. We sit on chairs. We sit on the toilet. We get in our car. Those are all squats. Hinge is how we actually want to be picking things up off the ground. So especially kids, moms, dads, moving things in our home, we want to be hinging. And those are our deadlifts. Those are our kettlebell swings. That is how we really work on using our legs and our core instead of our low back when lifting things. Then we have our lunges. And lunge, and a really great example, is actually getting up and off the floor. So my partner's a firefighter. Whoever he's coming to the calls are a lot a lot older. And one of the number one things they're called for, honestly, just people are unable to get up off the ground. So working, because mm-hmm. we need to be able to stand up on one leg pretty much, so it requires a lot of strength. So just working the lunge pattern, maybe it seems a little bit silly to people who are in their 20s and 30s, but as we get older, it's really important that we continue to strengthen our single leg movements for that reason. Then we have our pushes and pulls. So that's just moving upper body basically, forward or backwards, and then carries. And my best example of thinking about a carry right now is thinking about a car seat or thinking about our groceries or thinking about carrying a suitcase. Those things are often on one side of our body. And when we do that, we lean towards that way, but we actually want to work on keeping our posture up tall and keeping our core engaged. So a lot of offset carries are really important just to work on our balance and support on one side of our body. So those are our six. And then at All Day Fit, we make sure to program 
almost, let's say 90% of the time, I shouldn't say every single time, but we're thinking like a well-rounded program really includes one of all of those into your workout. Our focus really is on building strong bodies for life uh, and longevity and health are two of our most important values. So when we think about that, we're really thinking about um, our primal movement patterns. Never thought of it that way because normally I feel like we just think of an area that we want to target and focus on that and we don't think of like what are all of the key movements that we need to kind of stabilize for for our lives for health and it's just like refreshing to think about working out for like longevity and health and longevity being able to do shit as we get older because we're all so focused on like well i just really want to tone my ass and yeah it's a it's a really great approach I still want to tone my ass, but yeah. <laughs> just it, it's yeah. like you just said, it's, it's refreshing to think about it of how it's going to help you perform in life better. Yeah. yeah. It's so much more than just how we look. 100%. Totally. So, okay. It sounds like you guys in your, in your program at All Day Fit really focus on the foundational movements. Are there any specific go-to moves you'd give someone who's like, okay, I get all that, but I really want to focus on core strength or I'm like really, really worried about like my chest and shoulders. Like are there, yeah, are there any moves that really like hone into those key groups? So when you said core, the first thing that comes to mind, it's my, our go-to at All Day Fit are dead bugs. They are often done a little bit wonky. So there's definitely some form and technique behind them, even though they look so simple you really want to make sure that you're contracting and using your core opposed to just yanking your leg off the ground. And if you know what a dead bug is, it actually just looks like a dead ladybug on the ground with its legs kicking around. But there are, I'm going to say a hundred variations of dead bugs. And I think they are so, so, so beneficial, especially for gender or gen pop, gender population, because we are sitting a lot. It really helps counteract that sitting position. So that's core, dead bugs, any variation, I support them all. If we're talking glutes, which is the next thing I often hear, I'm gonna go to anything single leg. So single leg deadlifts, split squats, lunges, and coming back to the reason that often our hips are very tight and we're limited in the range of motion we have in our squat depth, but going into single leg, it's a lot more isolating on the glutes and almost everyone will get more glute engagement when doing things single leg. So you'll see predominantly single leg training at All Day Fit uh, in our programs. Dead bugs for your core, single leg training for your butt. Yeah, true. <laughs> that explains why whenever I've tried to do those like, what are they called? Bulgarian split squats or something like that. And I think I've like learned about them through Beverly's videos. And the next day I was like, good fucking luck getting up these stairs. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like I was dead. <laughs> They worked. So when I program those, I always say, you're going to hate me right now, but tomorrow you're going to bless me. You're going to be saying, thank you, Cassie, when you walk up the stairs. My goal is to be able to do a single leg squat without having to like sit on my couch or use a chair. Those are so hard. I'll give you two tips. So under your armpits are our lats. People don't think about their upper body. They're only thinking what's happening lower. But if you contract and squish your lats, so think about squishing your armpits, it'll help keep your spine tall. And if your spine is tall, it'll be significantly easier to get up. That's one. And then the second thing is you want to think about squeezing your lower abdominals because if your core is nice and braced, it's going to stop hip instability. So if your core is not braced, 
your hips will be shaking everywhere, working that much harder to get you up. So brace your lower abdominals and it'll make you more stable as you stand. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do like a before and after video of me trying those tips. Yes. <laughs> so we kind of touched on this a little bit uh, before and this seems like this is sort of the core of all day fit, but how can we, the general population, start to approach food and fitness with a more healthy and like body positivity and sort of that longevity approach versus, I mean, kind of what we've been going off of for years, like diet culture and making ourselves smaller. How do you think we can all make that mindset shift? Uh, I think the most important thing to do is to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are in that environment you're trying to find. I think we're don't realize how much the people and the things around us really impact our beliefs, even if it's subconsciously. So whether it be the gym that you attend or the magazines you read or the people that you follow on Instagram, just making sure that the messaging that they're using is very much about, about loving our bodies and loving, loving more than our bodies. Like we're so much more than our bodies. Right? So I think being very mindful of what you are consuming um, and the spaces that you're in because those impact us heavily. Um, And then I think also another thing is looking at everything based off a 360 approach. So at All Day Fit, we look at everything from sleep, stress, nutrition, recovery, training, and connection. All of those are like heavily, heavily connected. And it's kind of like a domino effect in training. When you train, you actually eat better. And you're going to sleep better and you're going to feel more connected to yourself. And when you feel more connected to yourself, you connect more with those around you. So really looking Mm -hmm. at training and fitness, not as one thing, but as this 360 approach that makes everything in your life better. And I feel like those will all positively like impact each other. It all comes back to a feeling. So really just asking yourself how everything makes you feel and being very aware of your emotions and situations. How do they make me feel? How do I feel right now? That's one of the best ways I think to stay motivated in the gym is like ask yourself after your workout how you feel. And 99.9% of the time, it's gonna be great. So you'll constantly keep chasing that feeling of feeling great. When it comes time to eat like chocolate cake or green beans and asparagus, I'm so supportive of the chocolate cake, don't get me wrong. But you're going to remember how good you feel when you put nutritious food into your body and you're going to eat more of it. So just bring it back to how you feel when you do things and it will keep you motivated to keep going. Yeah. And the feeling helps you focus on like positive reinforcement rather than punishment, because I feel like that's something I've been trying to unlearn in the past year specifically. I really like being very isolated and alone with myself, realized how much I, in the past, have subscribed to this idea that we do things to punish ourselves. Like, oh, I ate badly, so now I'm going to like make myself do this thing that I'm not doing for pleasure, I'm doing for punishment. And it's, at least for me, been pretty toxic. So it's really helpful to focus on the positive outcome and to not be like, oh, you can't eat this or you can't do this, or you have to do this, but rather be like, how can I fall in love with this? Like, how can I just love vegetables and enjoy eating mm-hmm. them and enjoy the feeling I get from them? How can I do workouts that make me feel awesome and connected to myself rather than like doing it from a place of punishment and negativity? So I'm so yeah. all about that. I'm so proud to hear that. That's amazing. I think that's a huge like 
hump that people really like i wish that everyone can get to that place where they get over that so congrats for jumping over well yeah i wouldn't say i'm over but i'm trying i'm, I'm making the leap so <laughs> she's holding on to the edge right there yes <laughs> we're working on it one of the things you just said there that's just stuck with me was you said something about the feeling of not being able to have things and i i think that's one of the one of the things in the fitness industry that as leaders we really need to change like there's nothing that we shouldn't and can't have and i think restriction is something that needs to change like there's nothing that we should never feel like we can't have because if you're removing anything completely like that's also a problem and working in the last eight years in the fitness industry there is such a large issue with disordered eating and i went through the same journey myself and it needs to change. So I think just anything that we think we can't have, we need to explore where we think we can't have it because we can have it. And like, we can have everything. I guess yeah. I'm thinking more so about nutrition, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it's true. There's And there's no one size fits all for nutrition either. We our, our last episode that we did was all about like easy ways to feel healthier in your day. And that was one thing. It's just eating for what your body needs and, and what your body's, if it's craving something, digging into that a little bit more to understand what that means. But I agree. There is definitely a stigma that if you're in fitness or you want to be fit, that's like broccoli and chicken breast and that's it. But that is not a balanced diet and we should just honor what, we, what we're feeling. So I love that you're saying that. So our last question for you that we ask all of our guests is what is one thing that you wish you'd learned in school that you didn't? <laughs> I actually wish that I learned... I guess just psychology in general. I think in the health and wellness industry, I got the technical part down when it comes to coaching and it comes to programming. Like that's a piece of cake for me. Um, I also didn't want to school with the nutrition, but I think heavily so much of it has to do with psychology and understanding our deep beliefs that have been ingrained in us since we were children. Um, so I'm actually diving into that a lot right now, really understanding beliefs and helping other people see the things that they believe about themselves and believe about life. But it would be very helpful if I had any background of that from university 100%. Yeah, I think everyone could benefit from that. There's no doubt. But instead, Absolutely. we learned recorders. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can play a mean clarinet, but I can't dissect my husband. There we go. <laughs> So tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, amazing. So Cassie Day on IG, C-A-S-S-I-E. Day has three Ys, D-A-Y-Y-Y. Basically one and two Ys were both taken and I couldn't bribe them. <laughs> I offered her $500 at the time. She wouldn't give me the handle. So here we are with three Ys. <laughs> All Day Fit as well, alldayfit.co. You can find the links for our website on both of those. As we mentioned many times on here, the online hub. Right now, we're going strong. I foresee it being around for all of 2021, all month long. You get three passes to try the hub on us. If you listen to this episode and you slide in my DMs and let me know what your favorite part was, I'll hook you up with a one week past the online hub to jump and enjoy some classes. I'll teach you all about mobility. Jill will be there learning herself. Yes. <laughs> and all about the foundational movement. So you'll really hear all the things we talked about today in classes together. Thank, Thank you for you offering for that. that. That's great. Oh my gosh, you are such a ray of sunshine. We hope this episode inspires you to listen to your body, get moving, and keep pushing for greatness. We'll leave you with a quote from the OG fitness queen, Jillian Michaels. Fitness isn't about building a better body. It's about building a better life. That's what she said. <laughs> 
So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.